Ooh, love it. Oh, that's not like the intro. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Can we replace that sound bit like that? No. Oh, come on. Why are you a hater today? I like that. <laughs> oh, I feel like that was like a jungle yeah. moment. Look at Avatar. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> okay. Genius. That, can that be, can that be? <laughs> Keep this in the pod. <laughs> sure, sure. You know what? I will do that. We should go rogue. Our podcast would be. Epic. I'm telling you, we'll be, we're doing. TFR's canceled. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Girl takeover. Love it. Welcome. Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is The Farthest Reaches. I love being almost 30. It's we truly love it. the prime years of my life. <coughs> Nothing wrong with me at all. I'm, I am prime optimal human form here You're this is what prime. peak performance <gasps> before time began there was the cube <laughs> we know not where it comes from <laughs> only that it holds the ability to create planet or create worlds and fill them with life you know, you know what else was at the beginning of time this podcast before it was even invented what think about it Ooh. think about it i don't want to that long. everything is technically at the beginning of time before it's invented time is subjective and a construct mm -hmm. it is relative. it's not real true and it's what is real. this podcast not real. What's the first what's the first initial? What's the question? The first initial of this podcast. I'm trying to introduce it. No T. one else has helped me. Give me a T. T. Give me an F. 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 Give me an R. R. Ooh. Wow. Hey, what's up? I got spicy. What's going on? That's Jesus see. Christ. This is, this is TFR, the farthest reaches. That's what it stands for. The, the farthest, farthest reaches podcast the where we talk reaches. about the, the scary and the spooky and the terrifying and sometimes morbid and, 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 the, weird. and, and the weird and the strange and all and those cinnamons and cinnamons. Oh my God. <laughs> cinnamons. All those cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. This is good. This is good. I'm, I'm going to keep it in here. Anyway, my name is Matthew and here with me as always is Josh. Hello. Cassandra. Hi. And Brittany. Thanks for the introduction. I just want to give a quick shout out. Thanks for Cassandra for acknowledging my absence. On the Girl, last pod. I got you. I listened to the whole pod and I was like, WTF. Yeah. Matt, did you revisit no, the end of that? Huh? Did you revisit the end of that? Because you oh, were I like, oh, Cassandra, you did not I did. mention it. Um, that did not Cassandra happen. had my back. I did. I, I, I did, I did revisit it. Oh, but you never brought it back up because you realized you were wrong. So you didn't mm -hmm. want to bring that back up. Well, what right? I said is I couldn't remember if you did. And if you did, like, I couldn't remember if I left it but in. But you were hesitant. You're like, mm, I don't think you said that. You're like, you said it was fine that we forgot to mention her. I'm trying to erase all the evidence. Yeah. And I failed. Anyway. I'm surprised you did leave it <laughs> Thanks for the, I got you, the, having my back. I got you. He well, remembers glad. you today. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're right you remember she's, me. Because you're, right you're right there. Because you're right there. You're right across from me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we are all here today. I mean, we know yeah, object permanence is not their best. <laughs> their best choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We are just being fucking killed out it's here. It's okay. I also have that problem. I do, too. No, object permanence is a big struggle. <laughs> yeah. So, today, I have decided to talk about a lighthearted topic. 
one that doesn't deal with too much spookiness, which I'm, I'm sure a bunch of people out there are like, oh. How yeah. did you just introduce this podcast? What did we talk about? Spookiness. That was like the first word you said. Spooky thing. You mean we're not going to do a three-hour episode creepy. on like Bigfoot again? I ghost swear to Bigfoot. God, that's what you said. <laughs> ghost Bigfoot. Ooh. It's like just the foot ghost, Ooh. though. It's just a ghost of the foot. A haunted okay. Bigfoot. Yeah. Like what's that hand's name from like, the from the Adams, Adams family? family thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I was yeah, literally. I mean, what with the you foot? Got it. The foot thing. Oh my god! Like the foot. No, wasn't that like a character in like uh, the Powerpuff Girls? But it's toes giant. Feet. A giant foot. Yeah. Wasn't that in the Powerpuff Girls? Some, I feel like something, it was. Had, something was just a giant foot. What's that? Courage the Cowardly Dog. I can't remember. It was something. That sounds more maybe correct. I can't remember. It was one of the cartoons of Cartoon Network. Uh, There's a giant just foot. You're right. Everything I described in the very beginning of this podcast, on top of the show here, uh, does not really describe anything I'm talking that about like today. A bait switch to me. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess you could say with these treasure hunts, <laughs> there's like treasure, a, a little bit of like mystery to it since it's Ooh. unsolved. Some, some are unsolved. Mm. I'm sure people are like, "What kind of treasure hunts are we talking about?" Well, I'm not going to be talking about like, huh? Kind where you hunt for treasure. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be talking about like seriously famous ones like looking for say DB Cooper's million or so mm. that he had. We're not gonna be talking about shit like that today. Okay. Like I said, today is a lighthearted topic and it's kind of more fun than anything. And you could actually go out in the world and do this yourself. You could take it upon yourself to go out there and explore if you would like to. So you know one of these real life. Who are you pointing treasure- to? You what? Well, they can't see what you're pointing to. Who's you? God damn it, she's right. Period. <laughs> you got it. The plural you, the singular you, like who's you? Not Cassandra, Cassandra. Yeah, get it fucking right. I did. I, I know. Did I? I'm, I, I'm I saying that to everybody. Uh, get it right, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pointing. You were doing to you. Yeah, the plural you. <laughs> Stupid me. I'm, I'm trying to get warm. I'm still focused on that. Um, anyway, you, Cassandra, you know one of these treasure hunts. I do. And which one is that? The secret. The secret. The secret. Is it just called The Secret? It's yeah, literally called, it might be it's like the, the Secret and then like in parentheses treasure hunt or so to it. But I'm it's sure most, the book is just called The Secret. It's most notably, I think, just The Secret. Yeah. Have either of you heard of that? I'm curious, genuinely. I did, well, I did my own research, but yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. My good. research is just watching the episode of, is it Expedition Unknown? Mm-hmm. Josh Gates covers The Secret. He actually mm-hmm. did a follow up again, like later. And I've just watched that one episode like 30 bajillion times. So I'm an expert on that episode. <laughs> What's interesting is <laughs> I love Josh Gates. <laughs> the oh, yeah. follow up episode that you mentioned was, it, I'm going to talk about it uh, briefly here a little bit later, but it was one where I think you, Brittany, came over and then you two went to the Croc store. Or you went somewhere. Probs. But I was watching it and it was an actual, like, I don't think it was real time, but it was like the first rerun since yeah, it aired. But it was, a, it was actually a pretty mm-hmm. cool update. It was literally 2019, I think that yeah. update was. Um, but anyway, getting to a little bit about these treasure hunts here. So while we have heard the myths about certain mystical treasures like the Fountain of Youth or the Ark of the Covenant and then legends of the bountiful riches of Kruger's Millions, El Dorado, City of Gold, or even the Oak Island Money Pit, these tales all have one thing in common, and it's simply that. They're just tales. We don't have any real proof for them. You know, there's been some evidence brought forth that the seemingly indomitable Oak Island money pit might have housed treasure at one point, and perhaps that Ponce de Leon, the Spanish conquistador, found the Fountain of Youth in 1513 in a land that we know of today as Florida. 
No, yeah. <laughs> the Fountain of Youth is definitely in Florida. I mean, that's why all the old people move there. Yeah. I mean, there's you know what? Li- Just saying. You're a genius. Oh, They're drawn to it. Yeah. They're looking for it. There's like it. literally, I think, a, like a Fountain of Youth Park or something that somebody made. And I think they have a fountain there that you can get water from. I don't know if you can like, that's like real bring your own glass. It really is. It's $15 an entry. Ew. Fuck that. Drunk Josh if, would jump into that fountain. If anything says that that's <laughs> fake, it's that it's $15 to get in. Honestly, Sobri Josh should probably do it too. If it was yeah. real, you know like people would have like taken it over and, oh, yeah. to, and yeah. like made it like government land. But the, the fact that when I'm looking in the fountain of youth and it's just like, he found Flora. I'm just like, no. Okay. I, no. no. Um, but yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, no, there's no proof that exists of these treasures, and it seems that we will never truly know if there ever will be any proof for it. Never is say that, never. Did you guys visit that on your trip? Is that why you look so good? Oh. I mean, is that why you came back? I didn't want to tell my fresh and glowing. I mean, she's got a little bit left in like some used Aquafina bottle. I do. I'll like start spritzing it on you. It's in a Dasani body. Dasani bottle. That way, no one will fucking touch it. I was gonna say genius, genius. Just Dasani being gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's shit. I used to like it. Squirt gun water. It's fucking nasty. It's literally. It's so fucked up. And it's don't drink it. No. Yeah, Please. when looking into him, just like, ah, this is bad. Please don't. And if you do, I mean, that's that's your call, but just don't. <laughs> but while some of these legends are much more fantastical, like the Fountain of Youth and the Oak Island Money Pit and whatnot, there are some of these these treasure hunts that are more rooted in reality. And some have taken place even recently, some still going on today. Uh, for example, the first one that uh, prominently started it all is called Masquerade. Now, why would some scavenger hunt kind of like, you know, ha- have a title like that? Well, it's because it all originates from a picture book. So the Masquerade, a picture book written and illustrated by Kit Williams and published in the UK in August of 1979, sparked a treasure hunt by including concealed clues to the location of a jeweled golden hair pendant. Hair as in the rabbit. Just so no one thinks yeah. it's literally just the fucking hair. Thanks for that clarification because I would have gone there. just trying to help i'd be my best appreciate it um anyway (laughs) the golden hair pendant that had been created and hidden somewhere in britain by kit williams himself at the time the necklace uh was worth about thirty thousand usd i'm not sure what it would technically be worth now if it even still exists um it was this book that became the inspiration for a genre of books known today as armchair treasure hunts These hunts can either be treasure hunts, which is a series of clues that lead the participant or participants to a actual like treasure or some kind of concentration of riches, or they can be scavenger hunts, which organizers usually prepare a list of finding specific items, which the participants seek to gather or complete all the items on the list. And usually you try to be the first to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. But most, uh, if not all of these type of armchair treasure hunts are actually scavenger hunts. According to the game scholar Marcus Montola, scavenger hunts evolved from ancient folk games. And whether it's a more modernized ancient folk game or maybe it's just derived from some ancient tradition, uh, you can look at games like like an Easter egg hunt. You know, we do every year with your grandparents. Mm -hmm. And and more loosely tied to it is trick-or-treating. While you don't really have a set treasure i mean you are your imaginary list would be for your candy to go get those are the items that you are supposed to collect Mm -hmm. we also have something called letterboxing it's an outdoor treasure hunt activity that combines elements of orienteering and art and problem solving 
People will hide small weatherproof boxes in publicly accessible places and distribute clues to finding the box in printed catalogs, websites, or by word of mouth. Individual letter boxes usually contain a logbook and possibly a rubber stamp. And if I was just going to say, if that sounds familiar, letterboxing is like literally the distant cousin of geocaching. It's so much fun. But like when you have social anxiety, having to get out of your car and go to like a stop sign by a Walmart on a busy road is not fun. Like you got to do it for the the geocache. But at the same time, goddamn, just (laughs) going to a Walmart in general (laughs) just doesn't sound fun. I I feel like. I'm not smart enough, though, for some geocaching. Oh, girl, there's hints. I know, but, like, <laughs> I would be embarrassed if, like, people are, like, watching me outside yeah. the Walmart and I'm trying and I'm failing and I well, get in my car and I'll, just I'll, like, leave. hang back yeah. while Matt, like, does the exploring. Like, yeah. I won't stray too far. Like, if I feel too exposed or, like, if it's... Sometimes they're pretty remote, so it's not so bad. I can't remember if there was a hint to it or not, but one of the worst ones I think you and I did was in the middle of a Jungle Gym's parking lot. That one and, wasn't that bad, in my opinion, though, because it's oh, like I, a crowded I, parking lot, so it's like, okay, people are... It's yeah. not like... Conspic- it's like not conspicuous. Like, you're not... I guess that's fair. Is that the right word? Yeah. It's not suspicious, I suppose. Like, yeah, you're in a parking lot. But like one of those light poles out has yeah. kind of a... a box plastic covering you had to lift that covering up and actually go underneath and get it but it was, and it was in a monkey it lot. was like in a monkey toy cause oh it, yeah cause it was on one of the speakers because like the speakers like yeah play the monkey screams it was like in like a little monkey thing until an electrician has to do work and they're like what the fuck you just toss it <laughs> well, <laughs> i killed a baby monkey oh no people are really good about like updating the geocache apps like because you can go and see like when the last time it was found and if someone goes and finds it you can see like tried to find it no evidence of a geocache anywhere around here. Like you can kind of tell, like it'll say like damaged or lost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to remember. I I learned geocaching from like one of our science teachers in high school. I'll see. I didn't hear about it till. I don't think I ever heard about it until you told me about it. There was like an app. There's an app. And I think there's a free and like a premium version. We started in like what, maybe five years ago was like when we first, because I think we were in the apartment. I think we, we did it before around. we were even living in the apartment. I don't think so. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I learned from it from uh, Ms. Schneider, her science class. I could believe mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously we just talked about it, but geocaching is an outdoor treasure hunting game in which the participants use a GPS or some other navigational techniques in order to hide and seek containers that are called geocaches or caches. Um, Always I, take a pen. I know <laughs> we found, like, little containers, and it would have some sort of, you know, just weird little... Um, I don't know, little things. Sometimes it would say that you could take one as long as you replace it with yeah. something and a little paper and pencil in there and just write down who you are, the Sometimes date. Sometimes there's not a pen though and then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, so you you gotta always got to bring your own pen. Cut your finger and blood yeah. and you know, make a sacrifice. My favorite one ever was Ritual. in a park and we were walking on a trail and it was like on a sign. Um, like it wasn't like a stop sign because it was on a trail. But like it looked like a bolt like on the sign, but it was actually a fake bolt and it was a magnet and you took mm. it off and oh, it was like cool. stuck yep. inside of it. Oh it was a tiny, God. tiny piece of rolled up paper that you had to like take out of this fake bolt. Awesome. And then Gosh. you put it was so cool. Yeah, actually, I remember that. It's in it's um in helicopter park. Oh no shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on the, behind on the walk the by sign the sign that's like no dogs, no swimming, it's right no by biking. The pond. I, it's I, by the pond, I, I right love by that the road. That park is just called helicopter park and everybody yeah. like, at least anybody around us knew find the veterans memorial park yeah but i mean but, um, there's a giant ass helicopter i, yeah, so I, I don't know like, that's how i've like for Wild so long like i never knew the name it was just but it's on the trail park. right between the pond and the road like okay. right w- like right before you get to like that weird like electric 
shit. Mm-hmm. It's right there. <laughs> well, and like, you know, just talking about going and finding the containers, it kind of the callback to one of our early episodes for that I sectors cut with how they found the um, pretty much what to do when they filmed Blair Witch. Blair Witch Project, how they went to find like the little containers, they'd get like the GPS. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Inside, the, inside, they would put their um, the camera footage that like the crew would, had shot that day, mm. and they would pretty much get each actor had like a little oh, note yeah, yeah, yeah. that pretty much said, like, you what know, this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing. Because, um, you know, when they filmed the Blair Witch, everybody kind of had their own goals, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Which so. is such a cool Sorry idea. Sorry if I spoiled that geocache for anybody wanting to try it, but <laughs> it's fun. I absolutely love doing geocaching. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, I love scavenger hunts or treasure hunts in general. I mean, every Christmas. Oh, there's a lot downtown. Uh, downtown yeah. Cincinnati, oh, yeah. like yeah. Riverfront Park, that area you walk. Oh, I can imagine. You, oh my gosh, they're so fun. There's so many down there that we've done. Well, every Christmas I literally make a scavenger hunt for yeah. Cassandra for it's whatever so gift fun. I personally like the most. And yeah. I I mean it's it's You've been doing it since even before we moved in together. Yeah. I just love creating them and I love actually solving them. You're really I, good at it. I mean, you can think of it uh, as like a room escape. It's not necessarily you did do a scavenger room or treasure. For, for our anniversary a couple years ago. I like did. I woke up in a fake room escape game and then he I had literally to had like... to make her like the... screwdriver, like take the handle off the door because it was locked from the outside. She couldn't get out. It so she had to take actually... that so she could I, I could have gotten out, but it was for yeah. theatrics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I had to oh, like, I can't get and then out. you did it for me because I, I couldn't get the, the doorknob off. <laughs> I woke up and it was like the movie Hostel. <laughs> yeah. How romantic. He, he gives me, he's really nice though. He gives me a lot of hints. And if I'm getting cold, he's like, you shouldn't look over have there. Have you been in a room escape with us? Oh, escape room? So fun. An escape room? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you yeah. 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 You're like, the, the, well, I feel like that's escape. pretty Im- interchangeable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I've always the games just are called room escape, escape room, but yeah, room escape was just. I kind would of say people outside off. of the community have no idea <laughs> and they call it escape room. Yes, I have <laughs> been in escape room. I with us. Not no, with you. She hasn't done one with us. Okay. I'm I'm a hater. Controversial. I typically Whoa. don't like them mainly because the people I'm doing them with. Are way more into it than I am, so then it's not fun oh, because you, they're <laughs> this one. Well, and, uh, it's just like it. that's why well, I brought it up, which, oh which is fine. I turn into an animal, but oh, it's God. like it's like I still wish we could have gotten footage of you, like when the one that was just like it's like national treasure. I literally like, was jumping like, screaming up and, and jumping up and down because there was a desk in the fucking room, and I looked at that earlier and I was like, oh, that'd be so cool if the desk was like a like a puzzle, like a oh, national because yeah, like I am a fucking national treasure oh, bitch. I love those movies and like literally it turns out like i had to get under the desk and i was like oh my god i started fucking screaming i was jumping up and down even the person like doing like the host came in she was like so you like national treasure (laughs) i was like yeah well see i would like to do with you because you're my bestie and i wouldn't care but every time i've done them i've done them in groups of like eight we like do, where there's too yes. many people and then it's like too many cooks in the kitchen and mm. then I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I'm not having fun because we I'm not aggressive eight, enough. But oh. it's because we don't want to be with strangers. So we get big groups yeah. to go and like buy it out. Hey, we, we got Joey to go down a slide. Through a we, room, Joey so. had to go down a slide. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> I will say it's funny to watch when that 60 minute time, timer you. hits like 59, 45 and she screams, hint, 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 hint immediately. <laughs> I have really bad anxiety and I am not about to fail. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> And she's like, whew, that was close. And I'm like, there's fucking 54 minutes left on the clock. Yeah. Hey, well, we got out, didn't we? <laughs> hey, the hints are free. So I love it, though. Might as well do them. Absolutely it, love it. I love it's cheating so in games. Fun. Too. <laughs> oh my That's God. my favorite. I know. It's like, I'm here to win. Okay. I'm not going to pay all this money and then not win. 
What the fuck? That's true. <laughs> They're expensive as shit. That's true. So an armchair treasure hunt is an activity that requires solving puzzles or riddles in some easily portable and widely reproduced format, often an illustrated book. And then using the clues hidden either in the story or in those illustrations of the book to find a real treasure somewhere in the physical world. And this is where I'll come back to Masquerade that I mentioned at the top of the show. In the 1970s, Williams was given a task by Tom Maskler of the British uh, publishing firm, excuse me, Jonathan Cape, to do something that no one has ever done before. Something you hear in every fucking, I don't know, movie, television show when someone's trying to be revolutionary. Like, you need something you've never seen before, huh? Licking their elbow. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty hard to come by. Yeah, t- okay. I was you about, look stupid. <laughs> I was about to say like turn the world up on I its side and I'm like it's a circle does, or a sphere doesn't matter. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Geometry. So Geometry. Williams set out to create a book that readers would study carefully rather than flip through and just discard. The book's theme, a hunt for a valuable treasure, came to light. Masquerade contains 15 paintings that illustrate the story of a hare named Jack Hare, who seems to carry a treasure from the moon to the sun. Upon reaching the sun, Jack finds that he has lost the treasure, and the reader is now challenged to discover its location. God damn it. His name's Jack? Yeah. What the fuck, Jack? He had one job. (laughs) Yeah, come on, Jack. I'm imagining her walking up to a stranger like, what's what's your name? Mike? Okay. What the fuck, Mike? (laughs) I mean... you want to be polite about it and address them and by their name. Sometimes not. I guess at least somewhat. Just depends. It depends what they do. Depends. Yeah, no. Do they have a You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Along with creating the book, Williams crafted 18 karat gold and jewels into a large filigree pendant in the shape of a hair. He sealed the hair inside a small ceramic casket, both to protect the prize from soil and to foil attempts to locate the treasure using a metal detector. Ooh. Smart. Yes. The casket was inscribed <laughs> with the legend, quote, I am the keeper of the jewel of masquerade, which lies waiting safe inside me for you or eternity. End quote. Ooh. Ominous. It's very ominous. Kit Williams later said that the key was to be at Catherine of Aragon's cross at Amphill, near Bedford, while it's casting a shadow, like the pointer of a sundial, at noon on the day of the equinox, whether it be the March or September equinox. On the uh, 7th of August, 1979, Williams and witness Bamber Gascoigne secretly buried the hare's casket at Amphill Park. Williams announced publicly that his forthcoming book contained all clues necessary to identify the treasure's precise location in Britain to within a few inches. At the time, the only additional clue he provided was that the hare was buried on public property that could be easily accessed, and Williams also announced that he would accept the first precisely correct answer sent to him by post. Did you say that person's name was Bamber? Yeah, B-A-M-B-E-R. Okay. I find it interesting that you said the reason he made this is to get kids to, like, people to have a book that they're not just going to throw away. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, I mean, his, I mean, the the his, that one guy came up to him like, "Hey, make something like yeah. fucking fantastic." How something do I new. make a book that people will just burn? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> make it I'm, worth gold. <laughs> I mean, it would get my attention. It's just sad. Well, but it's kind of like once you figure out the puzzle, right, then you're, you're never gonna, gonna open it again. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then it's literally useless. Yeah, it's like a yeah. coloring book after you finished all the pages. Yeah. You're like, oh well, no well, need to go through an eraser and just keep trying. Yep. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's 2021. There's there's erasable pens and stuff. Oh, yeah. There are I have crayons. Some I know. I would say. 
The book sold hundreds of thousands of copies worldwide. Searchers often dug up on public and private property, acting on hunches. One location in England named Haresfield Beacon was a popular site for searchers, and Williams actually had to pay the cost of a sign notifying <laughs> searchers that the hare was not hidden nearby. He's like, he all stopped. In March of 1982, Williams received a letter containing a sketch, which he recognized as the first correct solution sent him. So it took a few years. Williams telephoned the sender, a man calling himself Ken Thomas. Williams instructed him to dig for the hare, and then he realized that Thomas had not solved the puzzle in an intended manner. It seemed to have been made by a lucky guess. Soon after Thomas was formally awarded the prize, though, Williams received a correct solution to the puzzle sent by physics teachers Mike Barker and John Rousseau. Barker and Rousseau seemed to have unearthed the prize themselves when digging at Amphill, but had not noticed it inside its clay box, and it appeared that Thomas had discovered it in the dirt piles that they had left behind. Mm-hmm. I'd nice. be pissed Dude, was, off. That's like getting a winning lottery ticket and like dropping it on the ground mm-hmm. and someone picking it up in the parking lot. Yep. Oh, my God. On the 11th of December in 1988... The Sunday Times printed a story accusing the winner of the masquerade contest of being a fraud. Ken Thomas was revealed as a pseudonym of a man named Duggled Thompson. Oh, God. I mean, I would also Duggled. have a pseudonym if I were him. God yeah, D U G A L D. Duggled. I, nope. Couldn't pay me Poor to have that man. name. Thompson's business partner, John Gard, was the boyfriend. John Gard. <laughs> <laughs> I should go fencing. <laughs> Sorry. Thompson's business partner. What is it? John Gard. John Gard. I just imagine him. You gotta do the point, like John Gard. I just imagine him, like you know, being at a grocery store and somebody just John Gard. Oh God, not again! He just drops to the floor. (laughs) But John Gard was the boyfriend of Veronica Robertson. Now, why does that name have to be brought up? Well, Veronica Robertson, who had had previously, excuse me, been the girlfriend of Kit Williams, she was aware of where the hair was. So, Ken Thomas, or Diggood Thompson, basically was just like, hey, John Gard, can you talk to Veronica for me and, like, please, like, see if she'll give me the answer, like, where the fuck this hair is? <laughs> and apparently it came down to something that uh, Duggold Thompson convinced Veronica that they were both animal rights activists, and he promised, he promised to donate any profits he made from it to some animal rights cause. Sounds like a man. Just intense insider trading, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what that is. Uh, yeah, is. as you can tell. That did not happen. But regardless of how it was discovered, Masquerade's puzzle is elaborate. The answer is hidden in the 15 painted illustrations. In each painting, a line must be drawn from each depicted creature's left eye through the longest digit on the left hand and out to one of the letters on the page border. Then from the left eye through the longest digit on the left foot. The right eye through the longest digit on the right hand. And then you guessed it, the right eye through the longest digit on the right foot. This is only done for eyes and digits that are visible in the painting. The letters indicated by these lines can be made to form words either by treating them as anagrams or by applying the sequence of animals and digits. Following the method reveals 15 words or short phrases, which together form a 19-word message. Catherine's long finger... Overshadows Earth, Buried, Yellow Amulet, Midday, Points, The Hour, In, Light of Equinox, Look You. 
Light of Equinox is one word. That's what. Well, that's it, all I. Well, it's not as one word, but it's a, a one phrase. Oh, oh I see. Okay. I was like, you put one finger down for that, and I was like, honey. <laughs> I was like, what no, does that mean if it's just one word? There's it's, like, it's like the elemento is like one letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, I know that was confusing. But looking at the acrostic of these words, which I'm sure you guys have seen a show or played a game in school where you take like the first letter of... It's an acrostic poem. Yeah, take the first letter and it it's, gives you some kind of message. Yeah. Um, the acrostic of these words and phrases reads, close by Amphil. Because what mm. those 19 phrases are saying, or excuse me, 15 words and the short phrase are saying is that Catherine's long finger, which long finger is the cross that's in Amphil, overshadows Earth, which is talking about its shadow. Buried, obviously, is the uh, the hair. Yellow amulet is the sun. Midday points, which is talking about noon and uh, the, yeah, points the hour, noon, in light of the equinox as in March or September. And then look you, obviously, is for you to examine that, to look at it. Hey, bitch, look. Look yeah. you. I'm going to start saying that. Look you. Look you. So literally, the look cross in Amphill Park on the on the day of the equinox, at noon, wherever that shadow point is at in the yard, that is where you'll want to dig three to three and a half feet deep, and you will come across the golden hair. How do people come up with this shit? It takes that's time. Too, that's when too you know, much effort. Talking about the... Uh, thing in school with like the first letter mm-hmm. reminded me in dead space there's a hint um the very first dead space if you take mm-hmm. the first letter of each chapter name it spells out nicole is dead who really yep i, I had no idea well, we just talked about Easter egg yeah we just uh, talked about uh, evil dead mm-hmm. the the remake of it how yep. the the five friends it was d-e-m-o-n yep I'm like, hell yeah, that's I pretty could, cool. Yeah, and I couldn't remember how to spell demon. <laughs> well, I was listing <laughs> off the names. I was like, wait, which comes first? So there were many additional hints scattered throughout the book. For example, in the painting depicting the sun and the moon dancing around the earth, the hands of the two figures are clasped together, pointing at the date of the spring equinox. There was a Sunday Times clue as well. On December 21st, 1980, the Sunday Times published an additional clue created by Kit Williams to the puzzle. This drawing needed to be cut out, folded in half, and then with a light shown through, a message could be read in the mirror. The message read, To do my work, I appointed four men from twenty, the tallest and the fattest, and the righteous follow the sinister. The four men from twenty refers to four fingers and toes out of twenty digits. The tallest and the fattest relates to using the longest digits. The righteous follow the sinister provides a clue to the decoding of the letter order, left being sinister to the righteous being right. The clue featured a self-portrait of Kit Williams surrounded by 14 animals and the first letter of each making Merry Christmas, showing you how to do the acrostic So obvious, method. guys. Yeah, duh. Oh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it only took three years. God, people. We solved it this episode. Two months, like at tops. Oh, yeah. You know. 2021, I got Jesus. the power of the internet in my hands here. Good Lord. But that is the story of the masquerade. That is the armchair treasure hunt that literally started all this. What's that guy's name who was a fraud? Who like Ken, Ken Thomas? Ken Thomas or what? Dig- Dougald Thompson. Dougald. I got beef with him <laughs> using that woman like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably like the same kind of guy who's like, I can't use a condom. It doesn't feel good. It's too. Bi- it's it's too tight. Agreed. Hard agree. So Mister Mister Dougald feel as good when I wear a condom. You can email us <laughs> at the farthestreachpodcast dot com, and we're gonna have dot you com. on to roast you at gmail dot com. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry, Dougald. Not with a name like that. I'm not. Don't like him. <laughs> so I, have, the, I have beef with that man. I have beef too. I'm with you. <laughs> the next treasure hunt I'm going to talk about is on the trail of the golden owl. Ooh, Ooh. I like 
this one. Mm -hmm. A French armchair treasure hunt book created by Regis Hauser under the pseudonym Max Valentine and illustrated by artist Michael Becker. The book was first published in 1993 and it provides clues to the location of a buried statuette of an owl created by Becker. The puzzle contained within the book remains officially unsolved as of 2021, even though there's 20, what, four days left? Doesn't The Secret also use an owl, right? No. Isn't that in the episode? Like, I mean, it's probably in the episode of... I mean, this literally on the trail of the golden owl because he did is that. that the, maybe that's what I. But I yeah. thought it was like a gem encrusted owl. Like I don't think it was gold, yeah. wasn't it? Like well, encrusted with gems. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. Uh, so yeah, the puzzle remains unsolved as of 2021. And I'm, he got to I, see it though. I'm, I'm going to say that because there's only 24 days left. And I highly doubt someone's going to find it within that time. So I've challenge accepted. My ass I'm going to be yeah. pissed off if December 31st someone finds it. I'm gonna well, take, a, I'm gonna take this whole episode down. Make a formal apology and redact that. What if, like, while you're telling the story, I'm sitting here and then, like, the numbers start, like, you know, flying <laughs> around the room, and I'm like, <gasps> it's like a house, like a house moment. Where Guys, I gotta yeah. go to France now. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Just leaves. I mean, Josh got to see it. They took him down there to see it, but I don't think he was allowed to, like, really understand or like know what he really was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not that Josh. I see some people listening be like, wait a minute, if it's unsolved, then how did Josh Gates Josh see it? Gates. How did he see it? Well, because he didn't solve it, because they store it somewhere. You're right. Special. So yeah, so with with it not being solved, it actually makes it the second longest running contest in the armchair treasure hunt genre, and the first being the secret that we've alluded to. Uh, Hauser or Valentine, however you want to say his name. I like Valentine. I do too. He died in 2009, unfortunately, <gasps> but the oh, solutions yeah. are now held by his lawyer. Oh, smart. A new edition of On the Trail of the Golden Owl, written by Michael Becker, was announced on September 16th, 2019, called The Secret Notebooks, which I believe is probably what you're going to have to pick up now if you want to attempt it yourself. Every time you say On the Trail of, I just imagine, like, I just constantly, Seth like, love and all, fill it in yep. with, like, On the Trail of Bigfoot, UFO, yeah. Um, so, On the Trail of the Golden Owl was Max Valentine's first treasure hunt. He came up with the idea for the puzzle in the late 1970s, I'm going to assume probably based off Masquerade. Uh, and spent an insane amount of hours, if I remember correctly, it was like 450 hours designing 11 textual riddles, which together hold the clues to a final location and treasure hidden somewhere in France. Now, what's that treasure? Obviously, it is a golden owl statuette. The statuette is 10 inches high, 20 inches wide, and weighs 33 pounds, and it is entirely made of gold and silver with diamonds on the head. In 1993, the owl was estimated at 150,000 euro, which is almost 170,000 dollars U.S. dollars, and now, nice. in today's money, I believe it's about 300,000 dollars. Nice. So, a legal protector holds this in Paris. You know, they hold the actual golden owl statuette. However, with that said, the hunt is intended for you to find a bronze replica in which you take to that legal protector to exchange for the real one. That's which I, smart. Which mm -hmm. I think is pretty smart because then you, you don't have something like Ken Thomas mm -hmm. randomly. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess you could randomly discover the bronze replica, but I but it's think. Not yeah, cool. Because they could say like, well, how did you figure this out? And then exactly. You have to solve the riddle too. <clears throat> Becker created this replica made of bronze, which was buried somewhere in France by Hauser on the night of 23, excuse me, on the mm -hmm. night of the 23rd of April, 1993. The treasure hunt was launched on May 15th, 1993, literally less than a month later. Mm -hmm. Valentine designed the hunt to last for a few months and to be solvable by experts or amateurs, insisting that, quote, if all the searchers put all their knowledge together, the owl would be found in dot, 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 two hours. 
Oh my gosh. You expect people to work together. Yeah, I'm to like, find, come on. This yeah. Then they're going to fight over who gets it. Who's I mean, and it was the 90s. Everyone's all individualistic, exactly. too. So God, I mean, you yeah. think well, they're you, working together. You know, someone's going to find it. And the sad thing is, is like people, someone would probably sell it instead of like keeping it. Like, oh, I wouldn't I would sell s- it. I wouldn't sell it. I'd sell that shit immediately. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I could. I think I, I 100% say I, would. I, I think I would, I would hold on to it unless things got desperate. I wouldn't want to sell it. I would if I had to, I suppose. I mean, it's a, well, here, money, I mean, if it's over a certain dollar amount, I'm sorry. Know, you can't. But to hold, like, I'm literal kind of treasure, yeah. like, and you found that, like, I just now, don't know something so cool about maybe, that Maybe, I don't know, maybe I would sell the one worth, you know, $300,000, but maybe if I, if I could keep the bronze replica, I know I have to exchange yeah. it, but if I could keep the bronze replica too, yeah. maybe I would keep the bl- bronze replica. I mean, it's also one of those situations where you're like, it's easy for us to like sit here without oh, yeah. the treasure oh, yeah. in our hands and be like, <laughs> I wouldn't sell it, but if you had it in your hands and like, you know, you have people be like, I'll pay you this much and you're just like, fuck it. Yep. So, <laughs> you, so you know my motives. Yes. Essentially is what you're saying. I trust you Thank that you. you would keep it in a little I box. would keep it unless... Unless, like, I mean, I would sell it if I had to. What if know. it was like a million dollars? What, what if it was a million dollars? What if Josh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Josh Gates came up and offered to buy it. You just I'd probably trade just. It. I, I, I think he would so respect nice. you to not. Exactly, he's so nice. It. I'd be like, yeah. no, thank you, and then we go get like a cup of coffee. Mm. And then you guys run away together. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would. I'd be like, well, let's talk about this over like dinner or something like that. Yeah. And then obviously, like right when we sit down, I'd be like, I'm not selling. I just want to sit with you. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Josh. So Valentine also included false trails in the riddles, which he admitted was normal in treasure hunt games, but which he later regretted putting too much work into it. Because now we ha- now we're yeah, here almost 30 years later, and I no one's found it. Would be pretty upset. <laughs> he estimated that the hunt, obviously with everyone not necessarily working together, would last between four months to a year. Wow. Well, Could you imagine yeah. how hard that would be to keep that a secret? I like buy someone a Christmas present and it's like in three weeks and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell you what I got you. It's probably different when it's oh on a global God. scale. I know, but it would just be eating away at me. I'd be like, oh my God, I know where it is. No he one. actually like, I uh, have to tell somebody. went to do 20 more different treasure hunts, Holy all shit. which have been right. solved. So okay. he probably learned from the first one. He's like, yeah. man, I can't, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, people got to still, like feel, you know. Yeah. yeah. Are people still like actively working towards this? Or probably. Or is it kind of dormant? <laughs> Here's the secret. He forgot where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> After releasing the book, Max Valentine gave some general clues about the game. These clues were often short riddles or plays on words. Some of the clues were refutations. Readers were looking for the Allen erroneous places, and Valentine felt the need to publicly dismiss these solutions. He also published new clues in the form of two cards, one global and one precise, that led to the final zone and the buried owl. He also said that the owl was not on an island and that it is buried at least 62 miles inland. I thought you were going to say below ground. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's at the center of the earth. It's like in like the literal core of the earth. It's like like in that, like, what's the conspiracy theory? We're sunscreen. Hollow earth. It's like in the hollow earth. You have to go through. That is hollow earth. You have to go through like the giant corn maze and stuff to find it. It is where King Kong yeah. and Godzilla and some he's, other he's crazy things. All the other the bird, and it's a real. It's actually yeah. a real bird. <laughs> it's a real bird, and he he like grabs you with his claws and he flies you. Yes, that he would has like be legit diamonds. Awesome. Ooh, like he's like or, actually. Or, or his down. eyes are just like ridiculously bright and all oh. matrixy and whatnot. No, he has that, diamonds. Okay, he has diamonds. Yeah, shine bright like a diamond. Get it, Matt. On June third, nineteen ninety three, Valentine created a server, Max Val in order to answer public questions about the game. During the following eight-year period, he answered nearly 100 
thousand questions. This detailing a lot of time. many yeah. parts of the game, including the elements of the final zone and the techniques needed to interpret the 11 riddles. Valentine, huh? I said he has to be retired. Dude, to have not this much ask free me time. like yeah. two questions in a day, and I'm like, can you stop grilling me? <laughs> like, I don't know what I want to eat, and I don't know if I want to go to bed. Please stop asking me questions. Yeah. <laughs> so after doing all of that, Valentine closed that server on December 13, 2001. After mm-hmm. saying, "quote Fuck this." Wait, no. what? What, no. time, what day? <laughs> I wish. Wait, what day was it? December 13th. Oh, December 13th. Three specific techniques were confirmed by Valentine before his death. One, the use of maps. The reader must do something with a map to reveal the final zone of the game, then use a precise map of that zone to find the cache that contains the owl. That's why. No one knows how to use maps anymore. Yeah. yeah no That's the problem. Be- that is probably li- literally the if problem. If it's not on Apple Maps, I'm not going to know yeah. how to get to it. Two, the existence of, quote unquote, a mega trick, which is the key to using the sequence of 11 riddles to identify the final zone. Three, the existence of a final hidden riddle that completes the game. When a reader finds this riddle in that final zone, he or she will be able to utilize elements of the previous riddles to form and solve the last riddle. The decryption of the last riddle will lead to the cache that contains the owl. I'm too tired just thinking about it. It's too much work. Basically, I'm getting at is just they really do try to help, but apparently they can't Mm. solve their own like demise at this point. They're just like, I'm unlike that owl, you know, I'm in too deep. Yeah. And I can't get myself out of it. These people just can't seem to find. Apparently, he's just like one of the smartest people alive. Nobody thinks like him. We're confusing. I mean, maybe the communication skills are lacking. Yeah. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. In 1995, Valentin said that the book, uh, the book's readers have collectively got 95% of the solution, but as they are not sharing and communicating their solutions, they can't get the last 5%. He also said that when he was checking on the cache of the owl in August of 95, he found some earth overturned about 400 feet from it, but that he was unable to tell if it was done by an animal or a treasure seeker. Hmm. That'd be a kicker if a fucking animal found the treasure. <laughs> I believe it. Little coyotes just no. their <laughs> What's funny is when I was a kid, and <clears throat> honestly, this kind of relates, but it's kind of the opposite. Instead of like seeking treasure, I was placing it, like geocaching, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, a little plastic Pokeball that could open, and inside it would usually be like a little tiny Pokemon figure. But I removed the figure. God knows what I've done with it. But I had all sorts of, you know, kids think rocks are cool and shit like that. And I had this really cool rock that I placed in there. And I closed it. And for whatever reason, I went in the middle of the woods and a specific spot that I thought was really cool. The reason was because you were a boy. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say this. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of dumb shit. But I placed it. It was cool because it was around these trees. Yeah. Well, it was, was kind of like a, a a little marshy spot. It was real wet. Mm-hmm. But there was like a, a piece of uh, of the earth right in the middle of it that was up above. And it was, you know, dry and whatnot. And I placed it on that. I'm like, <laughs> seven-year-old me or however old I was. And the next day I went back. You're 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. This was yesterday. Uh, I went back, I think, the following day or maybe the day after. And it was just gone. And I wonder what had happened to it. And I assume, honestly, a, an animal probably took well, yeah. it. For what reason, I don't know. But Shiny. Or, yeah. who knows? Maybe an animal did dig into this if it's gone, obviously. I mean, cats alone would, like, I mean, you see how they are. They see a fucking piece of string on the floor and they lose their shit. I'm sure or, something shiny ball. Yeah, shiny or, ball. Uh, they're going to, yeah. I don't know, lose their mind. Yeah. So, I mean, I very well could see 
I mean, even with the Lots secret that we'll get into and, and whatnot, yeah. I can see an animal taking care of this. Especially yeah. back there in those woods. I love mm-hmm. how he keeps like trying to push this message of, if we all just communicate. I know, right? I know. Along. Like, it's just like every few years he's like, guys, be best. Like, besties. literally. Besties. Oh, just work together. <laughs> he's the kind of person who probably thinks that, like, he says, like, just love thy neighbor. Yeah, trust and... everyone. Let's just get along. Right. Exactly. By 2004, the debts generated by the treasure hunt had become enormous. Debts? Debts. Who's debts? I don't know. <laughs> Who's in debt? I just know they are in debt. <laughs> they. Okay. They. But the, the debts generated by the treasure hunt had become enormous, and the surviving creators of the hunt were unable to maintain the security of the prize. Oh, no. The Golden Owl statuette was seized by the courts. However, the creators recovered it in 2008. Hauser, or Max Valentine, died in 2009, like I said, leaving the secret to the puzzle inside a sealed envelope, and now the solutions are held by his lawyer. Now, in 2011, Michael Becker, the co-creator of the hunt, claimed sole ownership of the Golden Owl statuette and intended to sell it. Pretty reasonable, right? I mean... Two judicial decisions stopped this from taking place. The Treasure Hunter Association, the A2CO, played an important role in the preservation of the prize, and the whole community raised petitions to support A2CO's lawyers. And if you don't know what A2CO is, it's literally just the authority to change an organization. It's like an approved request to uh, restructure a team, including changing reporting lines, job titles, the locations, everything about it. Everything about an organization. But that is it for the... um, on the trail of the gold now. And I did bring up like one of the the textual riddles from it. And I thought I would meet, maybe read a little bit and just see what you guys think of this. So it starts off saying, my first, first half of the half of the first age. Nope. Right. What do you think that is? Nope. Any takers? Wait, 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 wait. Say it again real quick, like slower. Thank fucking God someone's into it. <laughs> my first, first half of the half of the first age. No, I can't. Do you mind if I like... I need to visually see how many halves. Well, the answer is right there. I don't want you to look so at it. So you know it because you're cheating and you're seeing uh, well, the answer. Cheater, cheater, fair. pumpkin eater. Okay. I, mm-hmm. So the half, how many halves are there? My first, first half of the half of the first age. Two halves. One eighth. He's an ovum. The answer is baby. What? I was close at ovum. <laughs> you said what? Ovum. Ovum? Ovum? Ovum. What the fuck are you doing? Isn't that like a, a part of like the like the span of like an egg to Maybe. Ovum? I, I really it? don't know. Like a fertilized yeah, egg? Yeah, I think that is the ovum is when it's for, an egg is fertilized. I mean, I could, you know Let's what? Let's check it out. Yeah. Huh. It sounded like she was just kind of making a noise, but like ovum. You know no, what? You're a genius. The egg cell or ovum is the female reproductive cell. I didn't know it was I'll be called damn. an ovum. Yeah, I, I never heard of that. Ovary. <laughs> I'm just so smart, guys. I mean, you I'll literally solved the, the riddle. Here we go. What I, did we... I said ovum. I mean, I wasn't right, but I was close. I mean, here. I mean, we solved it today. It was like the step before. <laughs> so what you would do from that is you take the first letter. So you have B now. Now, the second part of this riddle. How do I know I take the first letter? Is this just assumed? Well... It's assumed that once you think, I guess, solve each part of this riddle, then oh. you take the acrostic of it and it would form another name. Okay. Uh, so the second part of this is proceeds my second and third seeking their way. Remember, we're in France here. 
the wait. dead air. Can, wait, I, okay. can, can I just say that Acrostic sounds like it'd be a really good metal band name? It does, no. doesn't it? I get like black metal out of it. Yeah. No. Okay, say it again. Proceeds my second and third seeking their way. You said it's so France. It's, is it him? <laughs> is it a country? Nope. It is O-U, which is the phrase to ask when seeing the way. Okay, see, that is cheating. I would never know that. I'm just, just saying, this is That's what he thought of. This is not fair. I give up. No wonder nobody fucking knows what's going on. <laughs> well, I mean, someone has solved this. Can I use a lifeline? Can I do a, sh- a street shout out? Oh, I love it. Please. Just get out the window and, <laughs> sir, sir, I'm on the cash cab. I need your help. <laughs> now, what do you think? Uh, okay, what do you think this one is? This might be easy. Are you setting us up to fail? No, no. Apparently. My seventh standing spits his venom. Don't think too hard. Wait, it's um. What's the seventh deadly sin? Is that what it is? It is not that. Is it a snake? It's snake. Oh, it's it's actually more specifically it? the noise it makes, but I'm not sure okay. why that matters. Because maybe like seventh is that yeah. like why it's God? We're speaking parcel tongue now. No shit. Yeah. But you take an S from that. Anyway, once you solve this and you take the the acrostic form of it, you have B O U R G E S Burgess, I believe, which is uh, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, um, a city or town or so in mm. France. And that's how one of these clues is deciphered. And you have, what I say, 15 of these total? Yeah, 14 more of these to go. Yeah, no. Well, Cassandra basically got both of them. So, I mean, genius. Some of, some of these She's, people have way she, too much time in their hand. <sighs> you're telling me, you buddy. Me too much credit. <laughs> you're a genius. Okay, I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm so smart. You are. I'm the smartest. You really are. Genius. So moving on to my next treasure hunt is called the Fen Treasure. F-E-N-N, like a name. The Fen treasure was a cache of gold and jewels that Forrest Fen, an art dealer and author from Santa Fe, New Mexico, hid in the Rocky Mountains of the United States. Josh Gates also went after this one. I don't oh, know if Josh you Gates, I don't know man. if you remember He's the really out there doing it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the, the old guy he was talking to. They were yeah, sitting I, I do actually. In his living room, mm-hmm. he had a house that had just a bunch of like cultural just yeah. items all over. Wasn't it like this might be a different one um, where it's like the passage has been lost or like it's like a magical path. Like apparently maybe the, pa- the, ma- the passage to go into the mountain is like presents itself only at certain times. And Ooh. it's like, yeah, it's like that's why no Secret one's found it. No? <laughs> it's like I remember it being in the mountains and someone feeling like they got close. But like because there's I'm, this one that, guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I know where the entrance is. And but obviously I'm not sure if that's for this or some. Some other exploration that he Something did. Something else it could hidden be. in another mountain somewhere. <laughs> Seems to be the likely place. Every you know. mountain has a secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was found approximately a decade later in 2020 in Wyoming by an anonymous treasure hunter later revealed to be former journalist and medical student Jack Stuyf. I don't know how you say that name. S-T-U-E-F. Stuyf. You know what? That makes sense that Stuyf. it would be you know, discovered in the last year since everybody's kind of stuck doing what the fuck ever they... Mm-hmm. Could do to kill time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Forrest Finn unfortunately passed away in September of 2020. He was 90 years old. Oh, wow. And in attempting to honor what he perceives to be Finn's wishes, he refused, Jack Stuth, he refused to reveal the location of the treasure. Good for him. Even, oh, he could have exploited it. Yeah. Sounds kind of fake, though. You think it could be See, fake? See, will never people know. People think that. Especially because I think Finn said that he wanted where the treasure was buried to be his final resting place as well. Which so how wouldn't would, that be public knowledge? Like, couldn't you figure that out? Um, I mean, I don't know actually. I've different you know. states have different regulations. Prob- and... You know, you're probably right actually. Yeah. 
Uh, Forrest Finn was a pilot in the United States Air Force. He attained the rank of major. He was awarded the Silver Star for his service in Vietnam War. He retired from the Air Force and ran the Aerosmith Finn Gallery with his partner Rex Aerosmith. What a name that is. Which became the Finn Galleries, which he operated with his wife, Peggy. The gallery was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and sold a variety of Native American artifacts, paintings, bronze sculptures, I mean, practically you name it. And this, uh, the Finn Gallery is... I think annually grows about $6 million a year. Nice. If you were in a Britney, like, if you were, like, old, you could be a Peggy. Me? Yeah. Like, as an old lady, you could be, like, a Peggy. Because <laughs> it's a cute name. It's not a cute name. <laughs> well, it's, like, a cute name for an old lady. Like, Peggy and her crocheting and her kitties. I'm like Britney. I love no, the so disgust on it. Like, I know, but, like. In another life. See, you know, I, if you were born revoked. in a different time zone, <laughs> quoting, oh, yeah. I, I, I know that's I wrong. Don't, okay, it's I, a joke. No offense to the Peggy's out there, but okay. I just feel like that doesn't. Yeah, no offense, but. Take the connotation away from like Peggy from King of the Hill. I want, like, no, I'm not. not yeah. Not that like, Peggy. It's like the name Helga. Like it's just got like Actually, a Actually, I would prefer Helga. Really? That's, that's a little bit more strong. I think Peggy's so cute. What about Olga? Olga? I could see. I could. I could feel it. Oh yeah. I mean, oh my I, gosh. I, I think Peggy's cute. I agree. Peggy is a cute, like older woman's name. Yeah, but not. For, I just don't. I don't know. Embodying it. It seems like a sweet name. Like like a sweet. See, I would old rather lady. be like a Deborah. Oh no. I don't know. Not a De- Debbie. Not a Debbie. No, not a Debbie. A Deborah. A Deborah. No. I'm not not into the Deborah. Although I would say in a other life, I was like. Um, Alternative words for grandmother. Gertrude. Same. But like, you know, Meemaw. I call my grandparents Mamaw and Papa. Yeah. See, I and then love when it. I text, I say Gmall because I ain't got the time to spell mm-hmm. any of that out. See, I like when you I get call my elaborate. parents by their name. <laughs> Young What's up, Kathy? Shout out. I know. <laughs> hey. Hey. hey, shout out. It's my dad's birthday today. Uh, hey, oh my shout gosh, out. Happy birthday. birthday. He, turned, he turns a very hot, steamy 69 today. Nice. Oh, love it. Hell yeah. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Daddy Plunkett. Man, oh yeah. Wait, so wait, how old was that. he when he had 40. you? 40. So I'll be 29. Isn't that funny that his dad is the same age as my grandpa? That face is more disgusting That's than how it is with Peggy. Them. I'm insulted. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with, with Taylor's family. It's kind of... Yeah. My grandparents, we squeeze an extra generation in there between... <laughs> Matt's parents and him. That, no, that's how it is with because um Taylor's mom is as a similar age to my grandma. Yeah, that's so funny. Shout out to the grandparents. Hey, grandparents. If you could I know, uh, right? figure out how to operate <laughs> your cell phone. Yeah, I don't think my grandparents know what a podcast is. Your Here. grandfather, especially, he is so just not with the time. Oh my god. <laughs> my grandparents know. my grandma got him like a fucking iPad and an Apple Watch and an iPhone. He, this poor man's like, what the fuck is this? Like he doesn't even understand. Like No, he I feel man. like he would rather light matches for candles than turn on lights. Um, yeah. See, my grandma would take the opposite. She could figure it out, but she would go, what the fuck's the point of listening to yeah. people talk? <laughs> yeah, that's she'd like, true. I, she'd, I if I want to listen to people talk, yeah. i just fucking turn on the TV. My grandma watches fucking Steve Wilkos all day. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? This isn't as closely related, but I remember one time we were in uh, your room at your grandparents and we had Skrillex playing, whether it was on my phone or what. <laughs> this is like but, 2013 then, probably. But your grandfather... <laughs> so, you just dated he, us. Damn. Well, well, yeah. We're old. But your grandfather came in and immediately went, and like touched his hearing aid, like what the fuck's going on with it? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, his hearing aids do be like squeaking and squealing a lot. <laughs> so in 1988, Finn was diagnosed with cancer and given a prognosis that it was likely terminal. This inspired him to hide the treasure chest in an outdoor location with the purpose of creating a public search for it. That's he horrible, con- by the way. Oh, your cancer is likely terminal. 
like just likely terminal i was like uh, uh, okay. so is it how likely <laughs> am i gonna die or do i have time uh, well like, we're all yes. gonna die mr fan <laughs> yeah way to make it dark man he considered using the location as his final resting place as well. He recovered from the illness, though, and in 2010 self-published a book, See? The Thrill of the Chase, a memoir, a collection of short stories from his life. Nice. Okay. He described a treasure chest that he said contained gold nuggets, rare coins, jewelry, and gemstones. Like gold chicken nuggets. He, <laughs> he went on to gold write dino nugs. <laughs> that he hid the chest in the mountains somewhere north of Santa Fe. Finn said that the stories in the, in the book included hints to the chest location and that the poem found in the chapter Gold and More contained nine clues that would lead a searcher to the chest. Finn's book and story prompted a treasure hunt in the Rocky Mountains of New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. The value of the chest was estimated to be as high as $2 million, depending Damn. on the appraisal of the items. Okay. Now, back to the, hmm, conspicuous side of it, before the treasure hunt, Finn came into conflict with authorities over federal antiquities law during Operation Cerberus Action, which, what a name for just an operation to find stolen historical stuff. Oh. Federal Bureau of Investigation, which I'm hoping everybody here can say proudly with me is the FBI. Yeah, we all know what? that. What? Huh? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I thought it was Fubi. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah of course Fubi. so it's the Fubi. Fubi agents raided his home in 2009 as part of an investigation into artifact looting in the four corners area items in his possession reportedly included pieces of chain mail from the picos national historical park human hair a feathered talisman and a bison skull some of which were confiscated by federal authorities that sounds cursed yeah i don't like the human hair that sounds cursed yeah. Aspect, it was funny because i can in my peripheral, see you guys. And when I said human hair, everyone's like, what the fuck? Y'all looked up. But no well, yeah, charges that, were filed. That reached like Ed Gein level. It, a little bit, it did. But no charges were filed. He was, he was okay, I guess. And a little bit of a trigger warning here. We'll be talking about a little bit of D-E-A-T-H-S. So if you would like to not listen to this, I would say skip ahead maybe a, a minute or so. But two people targeted in this case unfortunately committed suicide. Mm. And also five people have died while searching for his oh, treasure. Fuck. And it led to the chief of the New Mexico State Police, Pete Cassitas, or mm -hmm. Cassette Tape, I don't know how you said that name, Cassis. to publicly implore Finn to end the treasure hunt, stating that he's putting lives at risk. Oh, we have Randy Bill Yu, who went missing in January of 2016, and later his, his body was found near the Rio Grande. Jeff Murphy, age 53, of Batavia, Illinois, who was found dead in Yellowstone National Park on June 9th, 2017, after falling about 500 feet down a steep oh slope. Oh, shit. God. They actually tried to wow. not release any of the information, but KULR-TV filed a Freedom of Information Act and found out that his wife told park authorities that he was looking for that treasure when oh he went gosh. missing. That's so sad. Pastor Paris Wallace of Grand Junction, Colorado, told family members that he was searching for a buried treasure, but he failed to show up for a planned family meeting on June 14th, 2017. And uh, his car was found parked near Taos Junction Bridge, and his body was found five to seven miles downstream the Rio Grande. This so is why sad. it's important if you go, even if you're just going out hiking, at least let somebody know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Eric Ashby, age 31, was found dead in Colorado's Arkansas River on July 28, 2017. Friends and family stated that he had moved to Colorado in 2016 to specifically look for that treasure and was last seen on June 28th. 
Michael Wayne Sexton is the last gentleman here, age 53 of Deer Trail, Colorado, who was found dead by rescuers on March 21st, 2020. Wow. Just barely over a year ago. Alongside his unnamed 65-year-old male companion, who later recovered in the hospital. Uh, Authorities were notified by the person who rented a pair of snowmobiles to the men. And the pair were discovered within five miles of a site that they had been rescued from a month earlier near the oh Dinosaur gosh. National Monument along wow. the Utah-Colorado border. So I bring that up just essentially, as Josh said uh, during it, to always let somebody know where you're at and be extremely careful in doing so. Make sure you... No, study the environment and know what to bring if you can bring it obviously the lengths at which people will go to solve mysteries and for money to answers is insane and also for god's sakes pay attention to the weather especially if you're going to be out there for a couple days Mm -hmm. i don't i can't tell you how many like disappearances you hear about talking about like oh there was a storm the next day and we lost this trail so moving on now from fen's treasure we will go to the highly sought after Secret. The Secret. The Secret, yeah. The Secret is a treasure hunt book created by Byron Press and illustrated by John Jude Palacar. It was published in eight, or 1892, goddamn. <laughs> it was published in 1982, heavily inspired by the aforementioned Masquerade. The hunt that this book created involves a search for 12 treasure boxes, the clues to which were provided in this book. These books were buried at secret locations, excuse me, these boxes were buried at secret locations in cities across the United States and Canada that symbolically represent events and people that played significant roles in North American history. Now, this makes me literally think that this had something to do with the inspiration for National Treasure. It it might not, honestly, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like it's too good to pass up that theory. I don't know if you touch on it, but it's also heavily influenced by immigration in America. And he hides them in many cities where... There are heavily, like, very high immigrant populations, and it kind of serves to highlight mm. and educate about, like, each community's, like, it brings attention okay. to that. Uh, it's interesting. I, I honestly did yeah. not know that. I think... They talk about it in the episode of um, Expedition Unknown. I think I read that the figure that's in the pictures, the 12 pictures, isn't necessarily, like exactly who the person is that they're referring to when it when they're talking about the North American history part of this. Uh, but I do think it plays some significant role that whoever the figure is mm-hmm. is related to somebody. Yeah. Anyone who uncovered one of these treasure boxes was entitled to exchange it with press for a precious gem that corresponded with the art in which was used to solve said riddle. The gems collectively were worth about $10,000. The casks that they were buried in now, I'm presuming, are probably priceless. Probably. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They, and, well, and another thing is like a lot of the artwork and the like the boxes they're in have like a lot of like fey stuff on it, right? Yep. Isn't it? Like, yeah, there's a lot of fey stuff. There's, there's goblins in this too. But a lot of it also alludes to like certain immigrant cultures. Yep. Like it's so heavily focused on immigrant populations. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, after Press died in 2005, his estate assumed the responsibility of honoring the terms of the treasure hunt. As of October 2019, only three of the 12 boxes have been found, but unfortunately, Press kept no record of the treasure box's exact location before his death, leaving it a possibility that the remaining boxes may never be recovered. He didn't tell it to the person doing the art? I well, thought in well, the episode. Well, that's the thing. He never told his family, friends, the illustrator, publisher, anyone, but there are rumors that the illustrator knows the location mm. of 
where like a drawing is. Oh, this is San Francisco, but I do not yeah. know where mm. in San Francisco. Okay. From page 219 of The Secret, it says, the following places do not hold any treasure. A, any life-threatening locations such as a dangerous highway embankment, a contaminated area, or active railway track. B, any cemetery. C, any public or private flower bed. And D, any property owned by the contributors to the book, their families, or friends. And a few other bits of wisdom about the treasure spots are well worth keeping in mind. Press was a responsible citizen. He wouldn't have wanted his treasure hunt to cause any harm or do any damage. Your solution should not require you to tear up lawn or disturb a natural area. I'm going to say it's a very polite way. It's just saying, stay the fuck off our property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the casks are only going to be in places that have already been disturbed by humans and where further digging wouldn't be a problem. The burial site is beside some distinctive man-made feature that is represented in the image or verse. The presence of the artificial feature within a few feet means that the cask can't be out in an open area or in some pristine natural preserve. There must be a distinctive object made by humans very close to the burial spot. The book contains 12 images and 12 verses, essentially poems. And an image must be linked to a verse, and with that information they can use it to locate a buried treasure cask. Each of the 12 images in the book represents a group of immigrants who came to North America from some foreign country. Each image is also linked to a particular month and contains that month's birth flower and that month's birth stone, which is also the jewel for that cask. Mm -hmm. The text of the book includes 12 verses that describe in varying detail where a cask is hidden. The first step in solving the puzzle is to match up each image with the appropriate verse, month, stone, flower, and country of immigration. Now, as of 2021, there have been three casks found. The first box was found in Chicago, Illinois. The second in Cleveland, Ohio. And the most recent treasure box was found in Boston, Massachusetts, which is the episode I was talking about mm -hmm. earlier. <clears throat> These boxes are getting around. They are. And it's unfortunate because it's been so long since we found any of them. There's, mm -hmm. you know, obviously some theories thinking that, you know, these, these yeah. could have been my main a parking is, lot could have been. That's exactly yeah. over, my concern. Which is, is funny. That they've been yeah. changed beyond yeah. mm -hmm. recognition. Well, it's funny because in that Expedition Unknown, that 2019 yes. episode, they were literally like talking so to close. the work crew that was demolishing everything, telling them why they were there. And the work crew actually was like, well, yeah, we'll help you dig for it. And they found pieces of it oh, and man. eventually mm -hmm. found the key because actually the excavator had broken through everything. So mm -hmm. everything was in pieces, ah. but they found two pieces of the key and then able to meet up with uh, Byron Press's uh, widow yeah. and I think two... Two daughters, I think. And uh, I think the guy got the Peridot, I think was the gym that he got. Mm, cool. And But you get like a little pin too for like, mm, I don't know, oh, Byron Press it. Society or something. It's really fucking yeah, cool. That's the one where they were following all the steps, right? And then they like go down by the river. There's like a bunch of like docks or something. They're like yeah. right by the the water. Maybe it's not a river. Maybe it's like a, like a it's lake or something. Like a bay. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and he's like, where do we go now? And they stop and he's like here and it's just like completely blocked <laughs> off it's like do not trespass it's like all construction and josh is like oh i i, I love they go they win in anyway obviously. i mean obviously. Yeah. <laughs> i love that the construction crew is like yeah man let's go for right. it i was like man that's such, that's so bad i mean it's already being dug up like well, they're getting paid by the hour I, so. yeah that. exactly <laughs> yeah i mean if i were them i'd be like sure treasure cool let's do it <laughs> but i actually i brought it up on my phone here and i thought i'd just pass it around for the hell of it but uh some of the the detailed drawings of um of of the secret and I'll click the one that was most recently found and it doesn't really show all of it but these are what some of the images look like 
And mm, within all of that, I mean, you'll you'll find like reverse, like the ab- the abstract, cryptic. the abstract like reverse shape of a of a state will mm-hmm. be there, or like the city skyline, the city skyline, or yeah. like the way her um, hand is held will like, like be the art. shape of something. Oh, it, it's very it's very cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're all like fantasy drawings. There's one here of this. I think this is the one for Chicago, Illinois. This goblin. And I mm-hmm. think I yep. think the weird thing over here that's like off of his lip that goes up to about his head inside, like right there. I think that's the shape of Illinois, but it might be reversed. Mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I like think that's that. how people got it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. We'll also post these images on. Well, and what's the one? Social medias. Yes. Um, the Milwaukee one that, uh, like the Milwaukee picture. Like you know, it's Milwaukee because there's like a mill, a walking stick, and like a key. Like oh, this one I think, I yeah. think you're referring to. Like they haven't found it, but yeah, yeah. But that's Milwaukee. A mill and like a walking stick and a key. So you know it's Milwaukee. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, there's the walking stick, there's the key, and there's the mill right there. Right. And there's, there's a, a bunch Cincinnati of Cincinnati one. Well, there was There is a Cleveland, Cleveland. one. Cleveland. They oh, found wow. it. Now, Rainbow. this website wow. that has done <laughs> the best research into it is the secret.pb like peanut butter pbworks.com and i mean it's literally just nothing but for the secret and solving it it's a whole bunch of people working together which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool but uh they are where i got most my information about it that i i I just recently read but they also have the likelihood of what some of these places could be and what some of these pictures are actually trying to depict um like source of the month for this image of this woman, uh, they're saying to look at the time on the clock, and it says six mm-hmm. o'clock, so it's the sixth month. I kind of like that though, because that's I feel like that's more accessible than the yeah. the, the half of my half and a half and a well, half age. Yeah. I mean, those that are just yeah. photos. There's a verse that goes with each drawing, and they are kind of like that. But I like that, like, at least the pictures. Are right, 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 right. They like, definitely help a lot. Yeah, but like the so. That gives you visual clues, but the verses are meant to be followed like step by step map. Like oh, it tells you, okay. like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, still extremely cryptid, but it, you know, it cryptic, sorry, but it'll, it'll basically tell you go this down this many stairs, mm-hmm. go across the, this many bridges. Walk so it's across, like the picture gets you to where you need to be, and then like that the city is, essentially. And then oh, okay. it will give you, like, the picture will give you visual markers, like. I mean, they're still pretty hidden in there, but it'll like kind of if there's like the outline of a building hit like that mm-hmm. you can look for. But because that will kind of like X marks the spot, walk you to right. the actual location, because okay. but looking at that picture, you wouldn't actually be able to pinpoint like a physical. See, I like that. It's like structured in that way that, you yeah. know, like you're not just left to the well, that way when wolves. you walk and then you obviously are like looking at nothing. It's like, OK, well, I misinterpreted this. Right. Let me go back because sometimes like on the show especially like some of their arguments are so convincing like this is how that oh, yeah. they this is how they interpret it and like when they arrive at a place and it you know the next line says you're looking at this and they're looking at something and it just makes so much sense and you go here and then they end up at nothing it's like oh my god like that fits so well yeah. what could it have been like i think ugh. the first one um but also it's like you're are you just seeing what you want to see kind right. of thing yeah, what was that first one? Chicago, Illinois. I think that one was solved like literally within the year that the book was released because it was actually fairly easy mm-hmm. to the three gentlemen, I think, that collabed on it. But then it wasn't until like 2005. Yeah, weren't they like teens or something? Or like weren't they younger? Back maybe? then, I think they were. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was all the way till 2005 that Cleveland, Ohio was found. And then mm-hmm. 2019 that Boston, Massachusetts was found. Yeah. Uh, but there are – so there are some likely um, locations to the other ones of these. Like <clears> – <throat> San Francisco, 
Charleston, South Carolina, Roanoke Island in North Carolina. And these are all in public parks too, right? Aren't they all in, or like in public areas, right? Aren't they like all Should in? Should be public areas because by what I remember from. I they were all public parks. I, I think that's a safe bet to at least what they were. I, I feel all like the ones in found, Expedition Aren't unknown. they public parks so far? Aren't all I the think ones Cleveland found? and Chicago are, but I cannot remember where the Boston one was. But I think they said that Byron would usually like early in the morning oh, or like yeah, late go at night. There's no put, one out. But he would put on like a white construction hat and oh, like yeah. the construction garb in. and walk in there and dig like he's part of a construction crew and bury it and just walk on out. I mean, mm-hmm. I yeah. Mean, it's and think awesome. about how the fact that he, this motherfucker, had to travel across the whole goddamn country and just do this by himself. Just well, like, reading off the likely places, we can get an idea of where he has gone. San Francisco, Charleston, South Carolina, Roanoke, North Carolina, St. Augustine, Florida. I wonder if he saw the uh, Fountain of Youth down there. Yeah. <laughs> New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Houston, Texas. Montreal, Canada. Milwaukee, Canada. Wisconsin. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was US. So you have to have a passport Canada. to complete right. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Unless you want to cause an international incident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, New York, New York. But only three of the 12 have been found. There's there's still nine out there, whether or not, obviously. I mean, you can go to look at, like, city documents and whatnot. Like, maybe if you have a hunch, but say now all of a sudden this park has become, like, a parking lot, Mm -hmm. maybe you can go to the town hall and look up documents and see, like, you know, oh, look, that was a park there. Oh, look, there was... We still can't prove it. We're going to do dig through the parking lot. Well, true. I mean... I guess unless the owner of that parking lot is like, hell yeah, brother, do it. I, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. It's just conveniently like where a pothole is. That'd yeah. be nice. It, oh, I mean, man. there's so many of those around here. I was about to put say. another one in. No one's going to question it. Yeah. They're all in Ohio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and another thing with this is like, I think maybe some of the clues deal with like trees, some of the surrounding mm-hmm. flora, but obviously it's been 30, 40 years. So some of that's probably changed, been cut right. down, been moved, whatnot, right. uh, which is unfortunate. But it doesn't stop people from trying. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to stop you that's listening to this from getting out there and trying it yourself. Because I, I would be fucking thrilled to try this myself, to be honest. Have fun with that. I don't know how I'd pay to get around. Right. But Wear your sunscreen. Just walk. Just start walking right now, like forest. Get Gump. a bird scooter, just rent that cross country. Well, yeah, go to that Milwaukee. Will... Milwaukee's what? I'm like six, seven hours That's away. That's probably yeah. the closest, you know. Or maybe the Carolinas. Those are what yeah. nine or ten yeah. hours away. Uh, but uh, yeah, the secret is probably the most famous one, still ongoing and whatnot. Um, but I'd like to close it out here with this new one that I literally just found out today, and it's called the Great U.S. Treasure Hunt. And Love that is it name. really all that great though? We just like to put that in front I mean, of it's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not actually terrible. Uh like I said, I just found out Did about you it find today. An eagle at the end. No. <laughs> and from God. what I gathered, the great US treasure hunt is a four chapter story about three groups of treasure hunters following the benefactor around the US to major landmarks and competing for cash prizes at each landmark. Hidden within each chapter are messages which guide the readers to four exact locations and describe items to be found at each location. These items are not buried, just hidden. They are all in public. They are within 500 feet of a free, safe parking space. No hiking, boating, swimming, or any dangerous activity is required. (laughs) Simply travel to the location, park, and go to the spot where the item is hidden. Get the item and you win $10,000. You must jet ski to get there. <laughs> they did not mention jet ski. They didn't. Yeah. An accidental fine only earns you one thousand hey, dollars. But take you it. but you must solve the code for the full ten thousand dollar prize. There are no illustrations, only text. Winners must be eighteen or older. 
I feel like I'm giving an like, infomercial here. That would suck here. if you were accidentally finding it and you were like 17. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being like mm-hmm. two months away from $1,000? Just hold on to it. Yeah, yes. yeah I was going to say, well, I mean, even if you accidentally like hold, like find it, just hold on to it till you actually solve it. And just yeah. be like, oh, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. All four chapters have different methods of breaking the code. Uh, to prevent needless travel, you may email the people here at the... Uh-huh. Great so uh, U.S. treasure hunt at gmail.com. Love. Uh, though the book might say that you should hold off on co- on contacting them uh, until you have the item, they don't want you to travel for any reason, and they are more than happy to try and help you find. I mean, they won't tell you where it's at, mm-hmm. but if you have a if you maybe. explain like your thought on this riddle and like I think it's in Oklahoma, they'll be like, you just might be right. And then perhaps it is in Oklahoma. It's not in Oklahoma. Or you could be right, could be wrong. <laughs> they say they have know. plenty of people that just email and are like, hey, is this in like Denver? And they're just like, go away. <laughs> Solve the riddle. <laughs> I yeah. love how just, yeah. I mean, accessible, I friendly, help, yes. Well, the thing is, is for every 30 days that they have no winner, they give out a clue on social media. And those clo- clues do not work alone. They require having the book to make any sense at all. And this book actually if I remember correctly, it literally came out last year and it's already been oh. solved. Oh, sad. However, <laughs> they originally planned for 10 chapters, mm. but they realized that after four it was kind of enough. Mm-hmm. So in 2022, they will be coming out with six more chapters of cool. a book. Is that, that for another 10 grand? It should be. It, everything I just named should it be should the be exact. It should be for 1,500. We're going to do like... 1,500? I'm sorry, 15,000. Okay. okay. Gotta, sorry. You know. Yeah, like percentage-wise, it should be the same. More effort, more payoff. Yeah. Uh, I get you. Uh, 50% I don't know. more. Maybe. Maybe they're not. But uh, I, I think they only sell this book like an ebook. So you can only get like on Kindle and whatnot. But it's you like not perfect. Get it on yeah. your phone. That's the thing. They don't they don't want to sell physical copies. I mean it's it can be on your phone and they don't no problem. Economical, We've, environmentally friendly. Oh my gosh. No oh. need to print a book. Unfortunately, if anyone's listening to this from the great US Treasure Hunt, I do not know your names. Well, I don't know. We're like hyping names. them up. Like, oh my God, you guys are awesome. And that's a can't even credit. So them. when you're listening, feel <laughs> like free I said, to email us. <laughs> like I said, just found it today. <laughs> the fucking cross eye. God. Now, I want to say, because I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, I'm looking why are people wasting, I don't want to say wasting their money, but like, what, like, what incentive? Do you have to like start a treasure hunt? But then I'm like, if I was uber rich. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Right. If you just had the time and the so ability. So I'm curious, what. The background of each of these people. I'm sure they just love the, the mystery, the hunt is probably right. what a lot of people. It's, that is an interesting question that you're getting at, though. But like, what is their background wealth wise? Because I mean, if you're mm-hmm. just throwing around. It's not accessible for everybody to no. do this. No. So I'm curious, like, because if I was just super rich, of course I'd be. I'm, I mean, that's Why fine. not? Get on your private jet. But I'm curious <laughs> if, the, if they are or if they're just normal people that. Maybe they just save like, $30,000. Or live in that area and happen mm-hmm. to find. Hopefully it's not know. like. Someone that likes, I mean, it could be, I guess, someone that just wants to throw away money and see what goes on, like, say, Squid Game. Maybe yeah. it's someone who likes to see the human interaction with things, like Saul. It's all just Nicolas Cage. It's all it's all done by Nicolas Cage. Uh, Every person is just Nicolas Cage in disguise. Cage. But yeah, you That's can go is. to thegreatustreasurehunt.com to get more information. It explains all, talks about all the winners. Um, the Hunt president, Jeff Kessler, he, pre- he presented $10,000 to Tony and Margot. They nice. found one in Santa Fe. Hmm. Hell yeah. Where, where did Jeff get all that money to give away? I don't know, especially in 2020. Maybe yeah. that was, maybe it's Jeff Bezos. 
in disguise. Give us more than you motherfucker. Nah, he would be good. Share. But the thing, I remember hearing one of the stories. He and would rather give it away in that than give his employees actual like, benefits yeah. or a raise. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I actually think <laughs> one of these chapters might have had an acrostic thing to it. And I think someone figured out like North Vegas. And I forget the the park. I think it was a park. But uh, she traveled to it. And uh, it was pretty self-explanatory what it was that she was looking for. And it mm-hmm. was a, a Z, like a, I think maybe like an aluminum or some kind of like steel or so Z that was just duct taped underneath a park bench mm. in, uh, in some park. And what's interesting is this guy said he had done this like nine years ago. Wow. And he just wanted to see there. if the stuff's still there. And no one ever went for it. And mm. then eventually, I guess, he's like, you know what? I'm like a treasure hunt out of it. That's cool. It is very cool. And I... I would love to do that myself if I really could. Ooh, can we do the first paranormal treasure hunt? Like paranormal for? locations or something like that? Like talk about oh, paranormal like hotspots? Yeah. No, no, no. Like talk about like paranormal hotspots and then somehow give them like $2 or something. Because yeah, that's all we can afford. Anything. Huh? You can do anything you set your mind to. Well, Aww. you're right. I can't. The gift is you at the end is going to give a hug. If you want to get a hug from that, <laughs> <laughs> no participants will join. I'll join. I won't. I'm I better get a free hug join. anyway. Sorry. Like, this is cute, but work. I feel like it's partly sad, too. <laughs> no one will hug me. <laughs> You're that man with, like, the free hug sign. Everyone's oh, like, God. Yeah. Oh, God. no thanks. There's always one at <laughs> a con. Those are so cringe. Or they're like, where's my hug? <laughs> Girl vomiting. Ew, that's gross. So, I'm curious as to what you guys think and like, if at all, about scavenger hunts, treasure hunts. I mean, do you like, I don't know playing in them i mean do you like to create them i mean do you, do you give a shit at all it has been a very long are you time asking since us I've been a part of it i thought you were asking the audience no they're not going to get back to me in the group we have our facebook group guys go there and let us know love the they plug. could thank they you could. we're the father's reaches podcast at gmail.com Email us there and let us know what you think about give that us your, give let us me know if pet. you participate in one of these you know i'm kind or- of upset no one answered me in in the group about are you a Pro or anti food toucher on Thanksgiving? Deal you your food. Oh, touch. I would like to personally answer that. That's a fuck no. I'm not letting my food touch. Hey, Thank I, th- you, I was gonna say. I think we talked about at least for Thank us. You, that, so that makes this side of the table no food touch. Yeah, but I wanted that. people in the group, and y'all didn't come through for me. I'm really sorry. You guys better get on that post. <laughs> Go back in time. And <laughs> back in time. Well, it wasn't even a post. I just asked people to say it randomly with no context <laughs> just like anti or pro food touching well for okay so back to your original question i okay i like the idea of scavenger hunts personally it has to be I mean, i'm sorry i give up too easily so yep. it has to be something that like when they are challenging enough but you can they're solvable you can't be hopeless yeah i like those Okay. The ones mm-hmm. with the half of the half of the half of the age. <laughs> no. yeah, like, that, that I would just... read that three times and go, yeah, no, no. I have on. to have hope. There's got to be some light at the end of the tunnel for me. Yeah. You so know? in a very miniature, tiny scale, I enjoy them. Or like I have to be like somewhat familiar with the scape because yes. I have like a fear of like being in unknown places and getting mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. And like not knowing my way around somewhere, having to like follow cryptic clues would probably be very stressful and plus i have bad social anxiety like i would be afraid like people were watching me right. or like it's wondering like, what i'm doing me. or think i'm suspicious yeah so like i don't like that but i do love like escape rooms i love when like you do little scavenger i was just hunts. gonna ask if the scavenger hunt was something like i put together like i do for christmas would yeah. you 
Would you do that? Well, it just depends on the scale. Like, like the something scale just the small. The scale. world. Okay. Well, but you also, <laughs> to be fair, you kind of know my level <laughs> and like where I'm at. And you kind of know how I think. So you kind of know where my brain's going to go. Yeah. And sometimes you'll play into that. And sometimes you'll purposely kind of trick me a little bit. But my you also give me <laughs> hints like the whole time to help me. So it's. It's my nice. first my first clue is just going to be a picture of a bird and a picture of a house. And if you can't get no, that, then this planet me. is doomed. Yeah. There was one time, uh, I think it might have been last year. It, and it's fun because we live in the same place every year. So you have to get creative every time. Mm -hmm. Like, And there was one and it was like, do you have the flu or something like that? And it was like F-L-U-E. And we have a, fly a fireplace. So obviously he meant like the flu in the fireplace. But I was like, that's not how you fucking spell <laughs> flu, stupid. <laughs> Like, I, I, was, I was like shitting on him so hard, and then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> sorry." That is how you spell stupid. You like love you, and then I was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> thanks. You're great. Love it." Well, Christmas <laughs> is literally just like what two weeks away, basically yeah. a little less. And then you stay up to like two in the morning while oh. I'm. You wait till I go to Good bed night. at like two in the morning, and then he has to stay up for the next like two hours, like hiding all the clues before I wake up. I have to. Oh, I have yeah. to. But I love doing Sweet. it. Absolutely yeah. love creating, and I love thing. participating. I would rather participate. I don't think I would want to be creating. I think I'd like to be the game master. I think I'd like to. I'd be interested in. I just I get so nervous and anxious, and I just want to know it. Yeah. So I don't know if I would want. I don't know. I'll, I'll make it, it with depends. you. It depends. It's situational. It depends. I'm honestly very excited for the 2022 Great U.S. Treasure Hunt. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, because I think that'd be just fucking awesome. I like the fact that you don't have to travel for that. Mm -hmm. I like that it's more open. Possibly. I mean, yeah. luck you get the free parking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, really thinking about it. Now, if anyone out there, that's uh, that's right, that's right, that's it. You out there listening to this, if you would like to participate, Obviously, you can go to the Great U.S. Treasure Hunt on Amazon, get the Kindle. I mean, I would say you could buy The Secret on Amazon as well, but apparently they're all just rescanned copies, and they are not the greatest. So Maybe hit up like a half-price books or something and just hope for the best. I can't find eBay? it anywhere on, online. eBay, they're like $1,000 for the gosh. original copy. You can't just find like the like it on Google. Well, that's the thing. You can probably <laughs> just get on Google and... Take a, take a whack at it, yeah. you know? Uh, if you want, travel to France. Check out the uh, Entree of the Golden Now, but always just be careful, be respectful, you know, have a good time. Yeah. You know, it's just... Don't eat escargot. That's the house, guys. Okay. Just, yeah. Don't get too caught up into it. You know, it's just it's just a game. We don't we don't need any outcome like Fen's Treasure, okay? No, we don't, I mean, we don't need a, a, a remake of that. Huh? It's not just a game. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I know, I know. But your it's life is priceless. Just keep a, keep a good mindset through it all. Nothing is priceless. I mean, that is true. <laughs> so with all that said, this has been The Farthest Reaches. I am Matthew. I'm Josh. Cassandra. Brittany. Hell yeah. And we make up the far, <laughs> all of us. Collectively, the four of us. Collectively, we are 100% I'm like Curtis Connor. I forgot it one time and I am Doomed. Yeah, you forgot a person. It's different than yeah. forgetting an intro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, a quick shout out to everybody that Damn. tagged us with a Spotify rewind that we like wrapped. Yeah, wrapped yes. or whatever. Uh, there's been a handful of people that we've in their like top five podcasts that they listen to. So you know, shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. That's a good thing to bring up because I totally <laughs> forgot about that too. Yeah. Don't look at me. 
So if you want to reach out to us on DFR Pod Official on Twitter. Do you think you're the top five people in his life? <laughs> I don't think so. The farthest reaches on Instagram and Facebook. You're the farthest reaches podcast.com. Farthest reaches podcast at gmail.com. Just please talk to us. I bet his tears taste good. You want to try what? them? What? <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Keep, keep, All right, keep, Cartman. Keep bringing them. Let's go. <laughs> Lord fucking help me. I was going to say Lord Farquaad. No. <laughs> I'm not. God. Uh, all right, we need. Yeah, let's. Yeah, okay. Cassandra's gonna make a treasure hunt, and it's gonna be my dead body that you find. As the I, I don't want no one to find that. What the fuck? No, because then we'll get insurance. Money. <laughs> oh my gosh! You mean my <laughs> husband is dead? Oh no! <laughs> Coming down to my stilettos. Click click click. I was gonna say, did we already have this conversation? Probably. I have it a little, lot. Little nice purse with like, like Pomeranian in it. Oh. Love you. Hey, everyone. We here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFR Pod Official. There, we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, thefarthestreachespodcast at gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive. Seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.